going, friends? Zig coming in at the top of the interview here. Today, I have Michelle Gaw. It's an over-the-phone interview, so the audio, um, it jumps, but it's pretty clear, and you can hear what she's saying, and she's got a lot to say. During the madness with all the gigs getting canceled, I got no gigs to zig at the gig, too. So I thought. Michelle Gaw has come up with the idea of doing virtual shows, it's a donation show, so you get a you donate and then you get an email password to log in and watch a streaming sort of a show with three. So far, it's been three singer songwriters, and they um, take turns doing a song in the round type style. And at the end, uh, everything that's donated gets split up between the singer songwriters. And with the coronavirus outbreak and the pandemic, all the gigs are canceled. So having a, a light at the end of the tunnel, or a, be- a light, I should say, not the end of the tunnel, but a beacon within all the madness gives everyone a little hope. I did the virtual showcase on Monday night with Mikey and Liz Kelly, and it was a really cool experience. We all logged on, and then like 50 other people logged on, and like as soon as you play a song and got done doing it, you see all these like little clapping emojis and it was awesome and it was a way to feel connected in this time where we're all pretty uh quarantined and separated i also want to point out that michelle gall plays in the band called mimi arden they just came out with their uh their latest ep greed which is on all streaming platforms and if you are interested or want to help out and get involved right now gall is looking for sponsors and promotion for her virtual showcase as well as uh, artists you can reach out to gall michelle gall on the facebooks or virtual show cle the next virtual show coming up is friday this friday which would be may may march a 20th march 20th march 20th is the next show it's featuring Ray Flanagan, Austin Walking Kane, and Maddie Finn, which is just a pretty BA bill by itself, and virtually to have them all together is going to be really cool. So make you sure you tune in to Virtual Shows, CLE, Friday, that's going on. Um, here we go with Michelle Gong explaining how this whole thing got started. They're tracking it. Wow. Just getting audio. Yeah. All right, we're at the Zig at the Gig podcast where we take the sights and sounds in Cleveland and give a voice to it. We're talking with Michelle Gall. Say what up, Gall. What up, Gall? <laughs> what up, Gall? Uh, Mimi Arden and founder of the new Shining Hope for Cleveland Musicians, the virtual show CLE. So let's get into it, Gall. Through all the madness, you saw a way out. You kept the PMA, positive mental attitude, and were constructive right off the bat. What was a uh, what was going on with like your idea of the jump to a virtual show? Well, that is a very good question, Dave. And thank <laughs> you for all of your kind words and descriptors of me. They're Dave's true. been making uh, well Dave's been making these posts on Facebook 
that says awe is the future and I just keep <laughs> laughing because it's so funny to read that but it's cool because it does feel like we're living in this weird like not real reality right now it's just really weird sure. and I was actually uh I feel like I was a very unlucky person because I was sick um in the beginning of last week kind of before stuff really hit the fan and when I um so I, I was sick at home for a couple days because things were starting to get serious and then um and then I realized like uh that was when the governor put the no more than 100 people in a room uh he enforced that yeah and all of a sudden it's all it's almost like a blur because I was in my house for so many days, but <laughs> on Friday, so I think I started staying in my house, I think it was like Wednesday. So by Friday, I started seeing like stuff getting real and it, it started sinking in like people are losing their gigs. Like what? I mean, it's what kind of the, this. Sorry, not to cut you. What was the main like to you, to your perception, this is happening type of deal? Um... I think it was just when I realized that, like, when I started seeing some of the venues saying, or not say, like, just when I started seeing the venues kind of scrambling on social media, saying stuff like, you know, we're going to do our best, we're we're figuring stuff out right now, we're going to be limiting our shows, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy, and then, you know, some, and then, like, the Cleveland International Film, uh, Film Festival was canceled, and uh, that might have come a little later, but like there were some bigger events like that yeah. that I saw got canceled, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of crazy." Like these, you know, um, I didn't have any gigs like that. So when the first, I actually don't even have any like venue gigs. Actually, I do in April, but I don't know. Um, I I don't have that many venue gigs right now. So I mean, I didn't. I personally didn't feel impacted at first but I, I i realized i was like oh this is happening and then um and then it was i don't know i just had this idea i was like well if people are you know going to be losing their gigs like it was literally just like a brief thought like oh um well i, I had this brief thought like if people are going to be losing their gigs maybe we could do something virtually but I had that thought because earlier in the day on, um, I think it was Friday or Thursday. I don't remember. Yeah. It's like been a long week. <laughs> I don't remember like the days of the week anymore. This is the new, this is the new <laughs> world. Event, but, um, I remember I had had a Skype. Um, well, it wasn't a Skype. It was like some video conferencing call for my, um, for work because I can't go in I couldn't go in you know and I remember it was kind of cool because everyone's faces like like when they would talk like their face would come and it like showed like four different people and there's like yeah. 20 or 30 people in these team meetings so it was really cool and like everybody was like you know connected and business was going on as usual so that's kind of like when I thought about like oh my god like what are people going to do when I started seeing these venues closing and stuff uh, the thought popped in my mind, like, virtual concert. And yeah. then, 
literally within five minutes, I made the Facebook event for it. It started as a Facebook event. So, um, and I, I just found like a stock Google image that said support local musicians. And (laughs) it was just like, I don't know. I, I like wrote it. And then I remember like writing up the event and, uh, and everything. And I didn't even have a date set or anything at the first, um, like the first draft, I literally just like made the event and I made it go from like March, whatever to like April something like I, and I wrote it as like, um, I, I, I made the event as like, you know, I'm just making this like, let's see if we can get, I'm like, I'm just making this to see if people are interested to see if it will get traction. You know, I think we should try to do some kind of like, um, virtual shows uh where people would have to like pay pay admission yeah um as a real like you know just as just as you would as a real show and um we're gonna do it on a platform where people are going to you know multiple musicians are gonna play at the same time it's not just gonna be like you know somebody performing on facebook live like it's gonna be an actual show like these were just com- sent some of the ideas that I had yeah. and I just invited like, can I swear on here? I mean, sure. I won't. Well, I invited, <laughs> a, um, I invited a crap ton of people <laughs> on my friends list. And, um, so when, so, um, yeah. So when you, uh, okay. So you came up with the concept of the virtual concert. Um, when, or after you invited all these people, when did you start to reach out to like, how am I going to make this happen? And when did Elijah get involved? Okay. Well, so it was kind of, gosh, it's like, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone right now. Like I can't like from where we are right now at this very moment to like like, rewinding, it just feels like crazy because it all happened so fast but i i want to say i can bring you through the timeline so what first happened was um you know all these people seemed like kind of interested and then you know the first so like basically i had a few people just say like you know good idea cool idea whatever yeah and then i think so i made the event i think it was like thursday night i made the event and then i woke up friday morning uh, this is the timeline. I'll have to remember this. I'll have to listen back on this one day when virtual shows cleave, like, you know, does actual sound in history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But, um, like, um, I, I remember waking up on Friday and kind of, um, kind of starting to plan the timeline in my head of like when I wanted to do the first one. Yeah. And I decided that like, I think I was like, okay, I think Sunday would be like a good day to have it. Cause, um, I can, I don't know. I just like thought like that would be enough time. So I posted in, this is like how it started. I posted in, like I had some good feedback like on Thursday night. Um, and then, uh, Friday morning around like 10 a.m. because I was working from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I might, I shouldn't have been working, whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to discuss that. But, um, Friday morning at 10 AM, I, um, I posted in the event page, like, is anyone available to jump on a Skype call with me? Because I initially thought I was going to do it on Skype, like, but I wanted to test the sound quality. I wanted like someone else on the line to like hear it and all that stuff. So Morgan uh, Pasek, I think that's how you pronounce. I'm so sorry, Morgan, if you ever hear this and I'm not pronouncing your last name right. But Morgan, um, she works for Bright Winner. Um, and I know her through that and just like some other like uh, music stuff around town. She's just like a social media wizard and like stuff like that, you know, like promotional person. Yeah. And she like she messaged like she commented on the post i made in the event and said yeah like i have time and ever since then like she has basically been like my partner in crime with it like she is just so creative and i mean she spent like two hours with me that morning like just talking about you know skype and how it would sound on there and how it would work and kind of going through all the features with me and she said that you know bright winner um would probably be happy to promote it and she was going to talk to the board and all this stuff. And then it was just really cool. And I ended up kind of talking to some other people that day and ended up getting a bunch of people on the Skype call and Morgan like made all these graphics. So I I tested the Skype with her, which was really awesome. And at that point I, um, at that point I just, um, you know, things were rolling at that point and yeah. I felt like I had like, researched it, you know, and then Elijah at one point, oh, well, one, before I bring Elijah into the picture, I do want to say one of the early things in that early kind of 24 hours that made me feel motivated was like Annie Nikoloff from mm-hmm. Cleveland.com messaged me and said, Hey, like, this is a really cool idea. I'd be interested in doing a story about it. Nice. And at that, yeah. And at that point I was like, not like nothing had even really happened yet, but I was like, Oh, like that would be awesome. You know, yeah. so, uh, just to shout Annie out. She's a, she's on everything. She's a yeah. hip to everything musical that's going on. And, uh, she does a lot for the Cleveland community. Um, but anyway, yeah. so she reaches out, well, she just like like, but when she reached out, that was kind of the moment that I was like, "Oh, I might have something. stick with this." Yeah, yeah, like I might have something here. And ever since then, I mean, so by by Saturday, by Saturday, I'll just say, well, so let me well before I go to Saturday. Sorry, this might be a longer podcast than that's, I thought. I'm that's fine. Like talking through the entire thing. So so sometime on Friday night, Elijah gets involved and. I think I worked on this until about like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So I yeah. started at like 10 a.m. Right. And then by, by 11 o'clock at night or something, well, Elijah got a hold of me way earlier, but I just know Elijah from, he used to do, I don't know if he's still doing them. Um, oh my gosh. What were his house shows called? Terra city, Terra city house shows. Um, Where's that him at? and his wife. Okay. 
Elijah and his wife did these house shows out of his house, which were super cool and intimate shows. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a music lover and, um, never seen him perform. I don't think, but I'm pretty sure he's a musician and has a home studio and all that. Um, yeah, his setup's he's a, nice. he's a wonderful person and mm-hmm. he just reached out to me and like, I had a lot of people reaching out to me at this point by, by Friday night a lot of people reaching out kind of like offering opinions and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which I was super excited about, you know, but so, so then Elijah comes along after mind you, after I spent like, I want to say at least three hours, you know, between the initial Skype call with Morgan and then Skype call with like all these different people that I got involved and stuff. Like I had spent a good amount of time, like being like, okay, yes, I'm going to use Skype, you know, and another specific reason I wanted to use Skype was because I was actually really concerned with like how the format would look with the musicians all three next to each other. Yeah. And then like how it looked with then how it looked with like multiple people's like cameras off, like would the musicians still be next to each other? Like it was just like at one point I had like six people on like a fake Skype call, you know, just like testing it, like (laughs) quote unquote, like researching, you know, like I was really like, I had a really, who was your test call? Um, I had Matt, his girlfriend, Nina, um, Doug, Morgan. Gotcha. And me. Yeah. It was like, did it look good? Yeah. Like it was what I wanted. Cause I, I wanted like the three musicians. Cause I wanted it like a songwriters in the round. Like, yeah you know, all the, like, quote unquote, like all the musicians like standing on the, or sitting on the stage together, you know, and I thought that would make it different than like I was saying initially, we can talk more about that, but like Facebook live and stuff. So then yeah. Elijah. So for our <laughs> listeners who don't so I, know, I re- sorry, for our listeners oh, yeah. who don't know, songwriters in the round, um, if you want to explain that. Yeah. Songwriters in the round is just kind of a Nashville style type of performance where three musicians you usually it's like three songwriters sit on the stage next to each other and they they all sit on the stage um the whole time and they Mm -hmm. perform one by one in a row and they talk about their songs and share them yeah and it's called the songwriter in the round did i give it a good description that was a great description all right so elijah (laughs) (laughs) bringing it back so yeah elijah He's a wonderful human being. So he actually hit me up and was like, hey, like, have you heard of Zoom? And I was like, no. And like, like, I don't know Elijah that well, you know. So I I mean, I've met him multiple times and he's like a really nice guy and stuff. But like, I didn't know him very well. So it's like I had a, a bunch of people kind of reaching out to me and like, you know, and then here's this guy that I don't know very well. That's like, let me try to sell you on this, like other thing. And I was like, okay, you know, like what do we all have going on right now? Like literally nothing. Right. So I was like, okay, show me this thing, (laughs) you know, like show me what, what's the difference between like this and the other thing that I was going to use. And the difference was like, incredible and like i mean so many things like i mean so for one there's like a moderator and in skype there's not really a moderator like even if you 
start the call, like you can't control people. So the biggest thing in Zoom that I was excited about was that, um, the biggest thing in Zoom that I was excited about was the moderator could actually like mute people and turn people's cameras off. And I thought that was like really important, especially like working with technology, like having, you know, 50 to 100 people or however many people are going to be in the Skype call or in, sorry, in the video call and then like not being able to control their mics. So even if people want to like mess around and turn them on or Mm -hmm. something, like it could just be like disruptive to the performance. And like, I'm so, and in Skype, I would not have had that power. Uh, Skype also only allows you to have 50 people in the chat at once. And um, then you're sold out. And then you're right. And then you're you're sold sold out. out. But the cool, the really cool thing that uh, happened on Zoom was this. So Elijah um, so graciously um, purchased the highest subscription of Zoom. Yeah. Which, um, did I say that right? Subscription? Yeah. You subscribe. Yes. Subscription. <laughs> One subscribe. Sometimes I say subscription on accident. Um, <laughs> subscription. He purchased the highest subscription of Zoom, which is $65, and it allows unlimited like video call mm-hmm. time, and it allows up to 500 people to be in the call. Ooh. So, yeah. So it's really cool. And I'm, I mean, he just really like out of nowhere kind of came crashing into this whole thing. And, you know, I mean, obviously it's the platform we're using now. So it's, I mean, it really changed the game for this whole thing. So I'm so grateful for him. So that was what day? Saturday? Friday night? So that was, I believe... That might have been on Saturday. I don't remember, honestly. Like, that was either late, late Friday night, or it might have been on Saturday. I don't remember, but... Basically, um, within, like, 24 hours, you had a team, you had an audio engineer, a platform, and a a media, a social media manager. Yeah. As well. And then, on top of that, and then on top of that, I had like several. So then uh, I'll have to go back and look. I should have done research. Um, So Dylan Stewart. Yeah, Dylan Stewart um, wrote an article for Cleveland Magazine. Mm -hmm. um, And that was either Friday or Saturday. I think it might have been. I think it was Saturday. Gosh, I don't know. Dave, I should have looked. Excuse me. I don't know the exact timeline, but that was like, I think that was, I think that was Saturday. Cause I think by, by Saturday I had this like little team and I also had like this article. Um, and it was just going, Oh, you're kitty. This is Shug. Sorry. I told you they would pop in. No, I love, I love your kitty. What did you do? Me? Or Matt? Did you buzz it? No, no, I didn't. Oh, sorry. It's all good. I didn't know. What it's it, all like, good. Froze for a second. Yeah, sometimes it um, it's been recording the audio the whole time. But so very quickly, you develop this team, and making sure you can still hear me. The video paused, but I think you can still hear me. Um, 
so this team was slapped together pretty quickly. And then when did you develop the first bill? Um, so the first bill, um, I actually, um, sorry, one sec. So the first bill, um, well, the first people I thought of were, um, Brent Kirby and Ray Flanagan. And, um, just because... They're so prominent. They're in the yeah, scene. they're like two musicians I've known the whole time. I've been a musician and playing out, and they're two musicians that like significantly helped me and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, in my beginnings. So I immediately thought of them. But at this point, the bars and restaurants hadn't closed, right? Yeah. So when I reached out to Ray, Ray was the first person I reached out to about this idea, and he was really supportive, mm-hmm. and he was really. Um, you know, he was interested and he was supportive, but he told me, he was like, you know, he was like, I've only had one gig canceled so far. Um, so this was on Saturday, I think yeah. either Friday or Saturday. So he was like, you know, I've only had one gig canceled. No, this was Friday. This was Friday <laughs> because I remember he said his, he said his gig was canceled on Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, you know, let me know if you want to do this. And he's like, you know what, honestly, he's like, I don't feel comfortable right now doing that because, like, I'm okay. Like, I don't have any, like, cancellation. Like, he's like, I don't have that many cancellations. Like, I only had one cancellation, you know. So why don't you find someone else that might have more cancellations than me? And I said, okay, yeah, no problem. Like, I'll, I'll reach back to you, whatever. And I kind of forgot about it. (laughs) <laughs> so then I reached out to Brent Kirby and he wasn't able to do it at that time. So then, um, well, Doug Nichols was a musician that commented on the initial event saying that he was interested and Doug had to cancel his event on Friday because, um, you know, he's an older guy and he mm. also, um, he canceled his gig on Friday because he falls into, the people who are affected, um, are affected like, like more like mm-hmm. the more vulnerable population or whatever. Um, so he canceled his gig cause he knows that which good for him, you know? Um, and he also has like some other health issues and stuff, um, which he's open about, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm talking too much about his personal business or anything. Mm-hmm. Like he's open about that. So, um, and that's what he told me, you know, and that's what he commented on the post. He said like, you know, I'm in need or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly like what I'm looking for with these, you know, when I'm booking these shows. Um, And then um, Matt Moody, our Matt, uh, he had three gigs canceled that weekend. um, And this was before the bars and restaurants, of course. So, so that was the bill, you know, and then, um, and then kind of had uh, a bill lined up for Monday mm-hmm. based on Mikey because um, of everything in his life and his gigs. And then, so fast forward to Sunday, a couple hours before the first show, mm-hmm. Dave, the bars and restaurants closed. Boom. Like a few hours before yeah. our, sh- our first show. And at that point, I was like, that was like a moment for me when I realized like, I am so happy that I started this. 
Yeah. Well, because you know, I felt I felt like. Well, go ahead. Sorry. What no, no, you you're good. I was. <laughs> I was sorry. What? No, no, it's just you got super excited, but keep going, keep going. With that thought. I don't want to interrupt what you're about to say. Well, the, thing, the the last thing I'll say before I let you chime in is um <laughs> is so my first my first inclination. Okay, like within the first. 24, 48 hours, I actually felt a little guilty about what I was doing. And I'll tell you why. Because at that point, um, so the dog shop closed at that mm-hmm. point. But at that point, the Beachland and I think Mayhalls um, and I think the Happy Dog and like a couple other places were like trying to stay open, mm-hmm. you know, to the best of their ability. They were trying to work it out. They were trying to, you know, they had a couple shows left. They were... Um, they were scrambling. They were trying to tell people on social media, you know, we're going to stick to that 100 people guideline. We're going to cap our shows. We're going to make this work. But just please come and support us, you know. So yeah. I felt initially I felt guilty because I was like, am I shortchanging like these venues that I love so much? And then obviously like stuff hit the fan because on Saturday by Sunday night um, or by Sunday afternoon, they were all forced to close anyways by that yeah. night. So at that point, and that's why I say, like, going back to what I just said, that's why I say, you know, when I heard that announcement, I was so happy that I was proactive and got this thing started before sure. then. I was already, like, a few steps of, ahead of the people that are like, wow, now I'm totally unemployed. I'm totally, like, what am I going to do? Like, I was already a few days ahead of those people, and I accomplished a lot in those few days and not not saying like I was ahead of them but like yeah proactive. in the sense that I'm grateful that I was proactive so that I could have like a step like you know because now now stuff's hitting the fan right mm-hmm. like all these you know <laughs> um Annie actually didn't get to publish the story until today that we had initially started mm-hmm. interviewing about on Saturday I had two interviews with her but because stuff was so crazy like she had to put it off because she had to cover like the bars and restaurants, you know? Um, and then just like, so I was just really happy that like, I got a little bit above the chaos, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's good. That's what it, (laughs) so what's important that you're providing this positive light, this, uh, this, and when everyone's losing their mind, have a thing they can be like, Oh, I guess I can do something like that. And like you, since you were ahead of the game and already had that going, and it started to show that this is a thing that could work, especially with the success of the first one, where you had like fifty people or something. Um. Yeah. So there were actually fifty people both nights. Yeah. And over the two nights, we raised um, over a thousand dollars. Um. Yeah. So. It's been it's been really crazy and just like I feel like people Dave, you know how many friend requests I've received in the last three days? Like so many and like so many people reaching out yeah. and just I don't I don't know. I mean I just feel like with the momentum, like I sent like with the mo- I don't know, I feel a little unstoppable right now and I don't wanna like I don't yeah. wanna I feel like knock on wood or something, but like I it's it's not in like an arrogant way, it's like yeah. in a confident and like a hopeful way, you know. And this isn't um, the this isn't the first thing you've done to help people musically. 
Like yeah. if I go back to even just actually today marks five years ago, we did our first busking for bread event. No. Yup. Five Are years you- ago. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Remember me, you, and Colin? Oh my God. <laughs> What's that? Oh my God. Yep. Five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's blowing my mind too. Oh my God. So, which busking for bread was something me and you came up with as a way to help out organizations by playing. I, find that video, Dave. I think I have that video oh, on my boy. computer. I know I got the. Um, oh yeah, that's right. You made that good video. I forgot about that. Yeah. And wow. And yes. So. The thing yeah. I noticed from that when we initially came up with the idea, you're the only friend of mine that would hear an idea or joint come up with an idea and then come up with a plan to make it happen. Because that mm-hmm. night we were we made a Facebook page or whatever and typed up what we were gonna do and knew what it had everything planned out. So I'm not surprised one bit that you can take something like a virtual show and have it ready to roll by the time uh, the the whole thing goes down. Like everything's closed down, but you have this beacon of hope by sticking to this idea you came up with. And that's just a very gaw, gaw's the future. Gaw's doing it. Um, So yeah, that I wanted to, I'm really glad I got this going today because I wanted to point that out that five years ago we did that. Oh my God, that is awesome. That's like, you know, it's crazy because sometimes like, you know, can I get a little personal right now? Yeah, this is what I'm talking to you. I know we're getting, we're going to get a little deep for a second on this podcast. Okay. (laughs) So like, it's interesting though, because it's like, you know, it takes a lot to... It's it's good to hear that because, you know, I think I've always been that type of person that like, like I will, when I'm passionate about something, I will work myself to the bone to make it happen, Mm -hmm. like, regardless of anything. And like, you know, I've like, like, I'm not trying to make this like all about me right now, but like, I've like sacrificed a lot of myself to make things like that happen before. And like, even today, like... You know, I've been working on, like, I'm still trying to work from home. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do all this stuff, but I'm really trying to, like, accelerate, like, these virtual shows. And, like, you know, my boyfriend picks me up for dinner and we're on our way. Um, we're on our way to dinner with his parents at their house. And I haven't seen him all day. I haven't talked to him all day. And then I'm on the phone trying to get contacts for, like, the local news stations and, yeah. like, stuff like that. And, like, you know, it's like, honestly, this type of work is like, to make it happen so fast, like there is like this self sacrifice that comes with it. And I mean, thankfully, the people around me are understanding of that. And like, don't, you know, I think that's part of why they love me and stuff. But I, I I can't imagine it would be easy, like when, you know, and we're hanging out right now. And I'm like, okay, I got to do this podcast, it might take an hour. And he's like, that's fine. You know, but just kind of like, I know what you mean. You know, it's just, it's just like, but like, I, and I'll I'll look at him sometimes, Dave. And I mean, you get this, like, and this is why we became friends and why we are friends because like, I look at him sometimes and I'm like, do you understand you're dating a psychopath? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and he's like, yeah, I know. Cause I'm like, I'm like, you know, 
are we crazy for like literally answering a message within five seconds and like <sighs> like like Cleveland um like Tracy yeah. Jess uh, commented on the article that Cleveland.com posted today mm-hmm. and literally literally five seconds after <laughs> five seconds after they posted it because I saw it I went to their page because they said like let us know like awesome yeah. idea let us know how we can help and I was like um yes so I went <laughs> So I went to their page and I messaged them and I was like, hi, my name's Michelle Gaw. I'm the person, you know, that you, that you're reaching out to. Who can I talk to? Who do I need to talk to? No response for like a few minutes. So I called the number on their website because I'm not playing. Like I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to talk right now. Let's go. Uh And, um, this lady answered and, you know, they're a bigger organization than I Mm -hmm. think I thought they are. So it's like, it was like some random, like, not random. I mean, she works there. Like, it was like a secretary, though. And I was like, I'm calling to talk to whoever just commented on my Facebook post. (laughs) (laughs) And she had like no idea. Of course, because it's like a big bureaucracy of a thing. (laughs) uh, Yeah. And I was like, um, somebody commented. I was like, somebody commented on my post five minutes ago and I haven't heard from them. But that's like, I mean, I get you it. Know. That's the amount of effort you put into it. And that's the reason I brought Buskin for Bread is because even then you would put in the same amount of effort. That's just a, that's just a gauism. Yeah. And like, a, 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 just a part of you. And um, yeah. to take it kind of in a different subject, um, one thing that's been really cool, aside from all this uh, uh, meltdown of, of the scene I was thinking about um just within the last year if we wrapped up 2019 seeing uh, all my friends peer groups like Mimi Arden and uh Moody and all these people we've been playing the scene with really take it up like you guys had your release show for your EP and pretty much like sold out Mahal's yeah and I do want to point out aside from like for some people that are listening that may not know you as uh, just the virtual show uh, the founder, but that you also are a hustling songwriter, musician yourself, and that yeah. Mimi Arden just put out an EP that they can check out. And um, what's been the aftermath of that, like from that show? Have you guys been like, got any new plans coming up as far as, I mean, I guess shows are on hold, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we didn't have any booked because I mean we kind of got through our release, right? Which yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah, you know. Um. We so our our main next goal is to tour, and I feel like that's just all kind of put on hold right now. Yeah. Um. We raised a little bit of money to tour, and I think what we're gonna do is like some weekend runs. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I have to cough. I'm yeah, sorry. I did edit? the same. That was weird. That was good timing. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, that was weird. Simultaneous, simultaneous yeah. coughing. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, so our, our plans are kind of put on hold. And, you know, like I, I'm grateful because like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm in a time, I just so happen to like, be in a time in my life right now where I 
I mean, I've had gigs canceled and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I will have gigs canceled coming up, but it's like the slow season right now. Yeah. Um, so it's so already th- although kinda... I've had, I've been averaging like one to three gigs a week and, um, you know, those have been canceled, but like, I have like, I don't know, like not a lot is going on with the band right now. Like we just got done with this release. So like, we're kind of chilling on that front and like, I don't really have a lot of solo like shows, like I'm playing gigs Mm -hmm. and stuff, but like, I'm not playing like these like shows that I'm excited about, like not nothing against like my paid gigs, but like. The, let's uh, we can phrase you know, it like a not like original solo set endeavors as opposed to like a bar gig. Um, which yeah, was, yeah. I mean, I yeah. love like, yeah, like I mean, I'm just saying like I. What I'm saying is like it's kind of like the same old, same old. So like yeah. I didn't have anything coming up. I'm grateful that like nothing. Like honestly, it's kind of crazy that this pandemic and this like. <laughs> opportunity to kind of like curate this thing like this is the most fulfilling thing like musically like I've done in a long time yeah which is really crazy and I mean I loved putting together my EP release and stuff and like you know the thing is like this this thing that I'm doing right now like you know I can't lie and say I didn't think of myself yeah. When I was putting it together, like, of course, like, I actually didn't want to play the first one because mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of getting over a cold myself. Um, but when Brent Kirby couldn't do it, I just decided because he actually I actually had him booked and then he wasn't able to do it. So I just decided to do it. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was appropriate since it's the first one and everything. But For like, sure. you know, I thought of myself, but I really kind of like the reaction the like my my response my kind of like emergency response to to do this was like my heart just like beginning to bleed for other people because I really couldn't like I don't want to (laughs) cry like I I really I mean when I especially like I was just our last band show was March 6th at the Beachland and and you know, I was just talking about, um, like, I was just talking about, like, how much I love the Beachland, like, in my posts, like, promoting their show. And, like, I just love that place so much. And everyone that works there, like, I did a little internship there. And I just really got close with, like, the staff there and, like, James Carroll. And, like, you know, I have so much respect for Cindy and Mark. And, like, um, I haven't been around, like, their beachland community for like a long time but like i love them like so much and just love the beachland so much growing up it was like the coolest venue to me ever when i would go there i would see the people playing and think yeah. like i could never be cool you know i remember like, god i can <laughs> i remember when yeah. your first grog shop gig about how like yeah. stoked you were to get it and like how like <laughs> That was kind of like a rite of passage. Yes, it was. I mean, well, and I love the grog shop too. You know, I'm I'm yeah. like I'm like freaking out over the beachland, but I love like Wallace and Rachel at the grog shop. I've never met Kathy, but like I love the grog shop too. I mean, that was such like for me that was so 
instrumental in like the beginnings of my band and just like everything. And, you know, so like when I, when I saw the garage shop close, that broke my heart. But then when I saw Cindy, like, you know, really trying in like with everything in her power to keep the beachland open and then the ultimate decision of like the governor saying, and I understand yeah. why he had to do it, mm-hmm. closing bars and restaurant. Like the beachland was the first place I thought of because I was like, wow, like they were going to try to stay open and they just, they're not allowed to, you know, like they yeah. can't. And like, you know, the thing is like, people don't realize about venues is like, I mean, like small, like kind of grassroots local venues, like they don't really have the money to like, keep their employees paid like during something like this, like an unannounced thing like this. And like employees that work at venues, like they love their jobs, you know, that's why they're there, you know, just like, and I'm not trying to say like, yeah, they're not, uh, I was going to say, they're not probably getting a, a full ride from working at the Beachland or vice versa, but to be around, the just to be around music and be around the living scene is an important thing i think to a lot of people yeah and just like being in it like um hold on i'm sorry it's all right i also want to point out why you're while you're sending a text um for your friends that are hearing the did-did-dits but um oh can they hear that <laughs> but it's all right. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dave. Can you, can you take a part? No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, well, no, it's, it's gonna take a little longer because Matt's sitting in the Matt's sitting in the living room. I was just uh, <laughs> well, I was well, just sending him a text. Okay, yeah, no, I think it, okay, we can go a little bit more. I think this will be a good good conversation. But a long roundabout. Way. Okay, I'm, good. I'm, not, I'm not in the watch. I was just updating him. I was just like. Sorry, we're That's, good. We're good. You can cut out. No, it's all Sorry. good. It's okay. I moat. I, I, <laughs> I like the little things that make these. I don't. I like little things that make it real. I like uh, explaining where these bits and bumps bumps come from. But okay. just kind of talking about what you were saying before, you're all into it. This is expected. Um, but long kind of the funnel it in it was more about seeing everything everyone around you need help and the fact that you had a light a beacon for a lot of these at least the performers to get help i think it was a big thing and i think it's going to remain a big thing and most people are going to be very appreciative of what you're doing and um uh how can i what else did i want to put into this oh shoot god now i'm blanking on my question um so most most people are I've had a couple people hit me up about how to do what you're doing right now. And what I think is important about what you're doing is it's not just you. It's it's a team of people. And it's not just about Yeah. Cuz there's a couple things I've seen pop up about venues trying to do what you're doing and um right now it doesn't, you know, I mean it's a it's a big blur of what's going to happen and where we're going to go from here. But I think you are putting a bright light out there and making it um, possible for people to see like positive in all this craziness. Like I was talking to Mikey today, yeah, just about last night, yeah, and just raving about it. I'm like, "How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling amped up. It's like a show." It's like, "Yeah, it's so cool." Yeah, can I say something in response to what you said? Like, mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing I want to, I want people to, to know, um, as they're learning about this is that like my intention, like is not to, you know, the fact that we've branded this and we've mm-hmm. made it a thing, like by no means mean that by no means means, <laughs> but like, but it, it by no means means that like we're trying to be like the end all be all thing yeah, or whatever like if anything like I, if anything i think it's amazing that we are creating a platform that we can hopefully use to promote other shows going on virtually and things like that and like you know like if we can create a platform where we can like i, I see it as like climbing a ladder and then like you know helping the person up like beneath you or whatever like it's not it's not competition it's not um it's not about like being higher on the totem pole it's not about anything like that it's just about like um supporting each other and being the most like you know like you said it's about it's about a team and like i i have tried my hardest to to respond to like every single person that has reached out and i mean it's been dozens at this point like i'm like my head is spinning and it's amazing (laughs) like i haven't felt this (laughs) i haven't felt this connected though in like a really long time it's funny that we're isolated now but i feel more connected than ever because i'm literally i've been on my phone for like 12 hours like literally like last few days every single day all day i'm on my phone on conference calls on calls like i'm making stuff happen there's a lot going on right now and i think like i i feel like we're kind of like on one side of the door that's about to open to like all of these other things you know um so that being said um i want to use that platform to help people and i also you know, I've had so many people like reach out to me saying that um, they're, they they want to help. How can they help? You know, and I, and I respond to every single one of those people because once again, you know, like so on Saturday, like I actually had a couple one off people like so for the show on Sunday, mm-hmm. I had this woman named Ash. Um, responding to all my emails because like I was busy and I needed help and like we had like over 50 emails and like I was trying to set up the show and get ready for it and people email in to get in you know while the show's going on so like she sat there from probably 3 p.m to like you know 8 p.m just like on deck answering emails letting people in the show you know so like and then like I had some other help like with people reaching out to some people like Elijah and like um, some other people are just like kind of jumping in as, as needed. So like when, like I, I hope people continue reaching out asking how they can help because, you know, I probably will need it, you know? And sure. I mean, as of right now, everybody's volunteering their time and I just lost all my gigs too. So like I'm trying to, and now I'm working double time trying to do this thing. So it's, um, so if I, I kind of, this, what you, what you're describing makes me think of, a. do you remember, um, what's that, uh, 
those uh, conferences they do about open mic nights around town. Uh, why can't I think of it? Oh, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I think so. Wait. I, I would look it up on my phone, but I'm using it to talk to you right now. The, but anyway, yeah. I did one with Brent Kirby and Megan Stepka. And during oh, it's like a it's a, uh, an open panel, a panel yeah. discussion. Yep. And uh, I brought up a quote from my friend Greg from uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan, and um, the, the the late night station is the name of his spot. But instead of do it DIY, uh, do it yourself. It's oh yeah, DIT, do it together. And Megan really went far mm-hmm. with it and started putting it everywhere. But right now, I think this is the that virtual. You know what I mean, this is that that's that exemplified. You're doing it together, and like I think it's a beautiful thing. And I also wanted to say, uh, I sent you that picture of me and Josh from our New York trip. Remember? Oh yes, went, yes. yeah. I did a gig with him on Sunday. Um, we were out in the at uh, Arlene's Grocery. And he says, what's mm-hmm. up? <laughs> but, Aww. So, and uh, I want to go back to New York, and I'm probably not anytime soon, huh? No, nah, it'll be sooner than we know. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I know. All right, Gaul, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate your time and everything you're doing. You're yeah, keeping DIYT alive. Let's plug the next show, which is this Friday. At 8 p.m., right? 8 p.m., yes. With? Which means music will start around 8.15. Just so everyone knows, tune in at 8 p.m. No need to get there earlier. I mean, unless you want to be there for the pre-show, pre-show banter. I guess that's going to become a thing, huh? Which is great. Um, who do you got? Who's going to be on the bill? Uh, it's going to be Ray Flanagan. Madeline Finn and uh, Austin Walking Kane. And I just think it's like such a beautiful lineup of just like different people. You know what I mean? Like, like Maddie is now, she's in Nashville trying to do stuff and like, but she's like, she's a Clevelander at heart. You know what I mean? Like she's in Nashville, but she knows where she is. She knows where she belongs. You know what I mean? I mean, she belongs everywhere, but like she knows where she's from. She knows where home is, you know? So and, um, love you, Maddie. Sorry if I'm uh, <laughs> sorry if I'm you. just like placing you where I think you belong. But <laughs> I mean, you know we love you here. So <laughs> and then Ray, obviously we all know Ray, of and course. he's probably the utmost busiest musician in Cleveland. So you know, and then of course, like when I re- like, it was just kind of crazy how you know he was so like thought he was thoughtful enough to say like I don't want to play the first one because yeah, no, that's really cool. You like, know, like he was like I'm I'm good, and then you know less than like a day later he's not good anymore. So I'm just really happy that the first one was so successful. And you know, I think um, if I'm being honest, I think Friday's show is going to be. Um, more successful than both of the shows combined. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Now that we have some of the... Yeah, now we've had the format, we've had our test runs, and we also have had a few days to kind of like promote it and everything. Mm -hmm. I really think that the show on Friday is going to be like insane. I mean, I don't want to project, but like, you know, and everybody knows Ray and Maddie and Austin Walking Kane. I mean, he's... Legend. 
he's a legend and he's also just like you know I don't I don't want people to forget about like the people who have been around Cleveland doing this way longer than all of us you know so I mean you know the people who have been able to do what we're doing except for like you know 20 years like I mean it's an honor to like help people like him. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have, I talked to Brent, I'm going to have Brent on. I want to try to get like Thor Platter on, cool. um, GS Harper, mm-hmm. which I've actually never seen GS Harper play ever, but I know it's... like I've seen his name like a mm-hmm. million times. Um, so I'm actually in touch with him and I'm trying, like he's, he knows he's on the list. So, um, well, God, you know, hopefully I can get a, get an interview from, those three tomorrow and get that up if on Thursday. I'll put this up tomorrow so we can start pushing yeah, Friday's um, yeah. event. Anything weird. Say what? Hopefully I didn't say anything weird. I don't even remember what I said at this point. No, it's great. It was great. Um, we're going to sign off with that. I'm going to stop recording now. <laughs> Gall, thanks okay. for your time. Thank you, Dave. All right.